0: This show is sponsored by IdealWorkspace.com, which promotes a healthier way of working through their adjustable standing desk. Check out their latest smart adjustable standing desk at altizen.com, altize Welcome to Analyze Asia, the podcast dedicated to dissect the pulse of business, technology, and media in Asia. In this episode, I speak to Ria Liu from China Tech Insights, Tencent, on their recent published report, Trends and Predictions for China Tech Industry in 2017. In the first part, we discuss the themes of the complete mobilisation of China's internet and the impact of Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent access to the startup ecosystem. Hi Ria.
1: Hi Bernard. How's it going?
0: Oh, I'm doing well.
2: How about you?
1: Uh, I'm good. Just came back from the Chinese holiday.
2: Yes, it's Chinese New Year in Beijing, right?
1: I spent some time in Japan, and yeah, it's very interesting, especially when I can compare the mobile markets in both countries. Pretty great experience for me, yeah, outside China.
2: Great, but I have to introduce you first. I'm talking to Ria Liu, analyst at China Tech Insights from Tencent, and you're based in Beijing, am I right? Yeah. Of course, I want to get to know you better. So, how did you start your career?
1: Well, I first got a master's degree in communication studies from Boston University. And after that, I moved on into the journalism industry and spent some time in another tech company for the tech news. And there, I primarily wrote about telecommunication, media, and other interesting sectors in tech industry. And after that, I found this project in setting up. So I move on to help them with this product and help them like funded everything here. So China Tech Insights is a research project at Tencent. It's actually an equivalent, an English equivalent to is another research brand called Penguin Intelligence which is in Chinese. So yeah, that's basically about my job and here.
2: This is interesting because China Tech Insights is part of Tencent, who is also very well-known for QQ and WeChat. So maybe tell me a little bit more, what's your role and coverage for China Tech Insights then?
1: Sure, yeah. Many people know Tencent about its chatting apps, QQ and WeChat, and also its game studios, its mobile games. But actually, it holds a lot of other business as well. QQ.com is one of them. So QQ.com can be, well, we can compare it with Yahoo News. It's actually a portal news site and it's funded in 2003, which means it has already have like 14 years of history and it's, one of the, like, biggest portal news sites in China. It actually has the top three most traffic in China. And I think it ranks among the top ten in the world as well. So it's a really big media business for Tencent. And on the department holding this QQ.com is called Tencent Online Media Group. Here it also has several other products, including Tencent News, which is a mobile news reading app and Daily Express, which is a personalized news aggregator, and also Tencent Video, which is the video streaming site for, and video streaming app for Tencent. And here at QQ.com, it has contributed a lot to Tencent's brand display advertising revenue. So if you check Tencent's financial release, you will find it has over 1,700 advertisers as of Q3 of 2016. So QQ.com is actually a very important part of Tencent's business here. And we of China Tech Insights is a small new unit of it. So we have a bigger team called Penguin Intelligence, it's a Chinese research brand and it has been on for three years and has quite a reputation in China about TMT researches. And we found a lot of like our readers outside the border of China found it really interesting. They're really interested in our data and our insights about the Chinese market. So we think just why not, when there's a lot of need, demand for this really interesting insights about the fast-growing Chinese market. So we just decide to make it more global and introduce all these insights and information to our readers outside China.
2: Before I'm going to come to the main topic of the day, I always like to ask this question to my guests. Throughout your career... What are the interesting career lessons you can share?
1: Well, this is a really good question. Well, I'm really into the media industry, and I really find the media, the combination of media and technology today is making everything even more fascinating. So last year, we published a report called Smart Media Man and the Machine, and in which uh, we discussed a lot about how technology like artificial intelligence can change the future of media. For As a media professional, I also think a lot about my role in the whole industry and how our future may possibly get inter- disrupted by technology and through that report we see a lot of like very unique technology that may come together with the development of media industry for example we are talking about sensor how we use sensor to help develop stories for example in the past we may go on the street and interview people to ask their what they think of everything and maybe like follow them to on a march to see how they do everything on the street but with the sensor we may just record their movements and their locations and it come real time for our readers to know how everything is changing. So a lot of like this technology is making a lot of things really, really fascinating. And well I think it may be like also it's also like a interesting part of being a journalist, being in the media in- industry because you got to know everything changing so fast and so new. That's really good to be a journalist for me,
2: right? <laughs> I think this is a very interesting insight to share today. The main topic of our conversation is regarding a report that you have published called Trends and Predictions for China Tech Industry in 2017. And in fact, you have done 40 interviews with the more tech top leaders and industry people within China. My first question to ask is, what are the objectives of this report?
1: Well, for this report, first uh, let me talk about uh, how we come up idea of doing such a report. You know, every year Mary Meeker, a very respectable analyst, will publish her insights on the internet industry all over the world, and in 2016, she published a chapter of China independently and discussed how this market was changing so fast and showing people as leadership. When we looked at the chapter, we found that like, there are a lot of things she tried to discuss, but hasn't really got into it. So we think like maybe at the end of the year, we can come up something with a more detailed discussion of everything here. So that's primarily why we're doing such a report, because we want to introduce all these trends in China and everything, how everything's going, and give people some, especially our readers outside of China, some ideas about the Chinese market. That's why we are doing the English version, and for the Chinese version, we are also trying to share the knowledge with those people who are outside the internet and tech industry. Sometimes we may get uh, like trapped in the bubble and think everyone knows what we know, which is not true. And this report is more about giving those people who are in different niches ideas of what their fellows are doing in different sectors and also telling people outside this industry of like what's going on in the tech sector and what they need to
2: know about it. I should thank Matthew Brennan for actually introducing me to that report and subsequently get to know you as well. And getting the report was very thorough and very detailed. So we actually have different parts of the report that I find it very interesting. And it was a thoughtful read. In fact, there were some things I didn't know about that I actually learned from the report. I didn't know there was a Chinese version. I will probably check it out since I'm able to read Chinese. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) I wanted to ask you a little bit more nuanced question is that what are the methodologies used for the research in preparation for this report?
1: Well, for this report, we try to give our readers a lot of like first-hand brand new information and also our insights of the industry. As I just said, we have a website with great traffic. So we make use of that platform and conducted several user surveys and Got uh, over 5,000 respondents for uh, our surveys, which is already a pretty big sample. Also, we collected data from our data partners, both internally and externally, and they pro- they provided with us with a lot of like exclusive data that you may not be able to find anywhere else. And we actually interviewed 63 top executives in the internet industry and get their opinion what they think everything is going to change into in the 2017 and they really help us a lot in framing a new outlook of the industry as they like the top heads of the industry as well as the frontiers as well.
2: I know that in the report, you have broken it down to the major teams, but I'm going to come to the major team a little bit later. So the first thing I probably wanted to ask is what are the key results from the report? Well, for this report,
1: we are emphasizing on a transition, a transition from the end of the mobilization period. So as you may have realized, the Chinese internet market is highly mobilized compared with many other emerging markets. And it was also one of the biggest smartphone markets in the world as well. So for the changing period from desktop to mobile internet we found a lot of like emerging startups emerging even like giants today they make use of the time period from desktop age to mobile age and accumulate their popularity during the time but now we are seeing a change here is the mobilization from desktop to the new age is coming to an end which means for newcomers of the industry it's getting harder for them to get users. It's getting harder for them to get traffic. So it's a very important change in this period. This is what we are trying to highlight in our report as well. And we are also talking about how people in the industry should look at this change and what the future will be pointed to. For example, we mentioned about several different directions for Chinese tech companies in the saturating market. One of them is to go global to some other really promising emerging markets such as India or Indonesia. And the other one is trying to focus more on content. This is also a lot of like tech giants has already been done. Many Chinese companies, tech companies, announcing their plans in the content business because when all the products are getting into a maturing age where they are really similar to each other. You can't really tell any difference from the product per se. So they have to feature themselves with different contents. This makes content providers a hot shot among all of them. So this is also a big change in the industry as well. The value of knowledge, the value of contents
2: is now increasing rapidly in the industry. So those are the key results. I want to drive it deep down. And I wanted to ask a couple of questions that is with regards to the various themes that was introduced in the report. So the first one is regarding the Chinese internet is close to complete mobilization. I guess my first question is to ask, how do you define complete mobilization?
1: This is an interesting question. So we looked at... The data from DNIC, which is a state-backed research institute, and their data. Uh, one significant data from their research is that over ninety-two point five percent of Chinese internet users are also accessing the internet via mobile internet. I guess you can understand what it means. It means like if the Chinese app developers are trying to get to a new fast-growing market, they have to first educate those people to use Internet. Where are uh, all these people who are not using internet are, they're in rural areas, for example like countryside or lower tier cities. People are less where people are less educated about internet. So it's there's a lot of like challenges for them to compete in such a market because first those people are less educated about technology and internet. Second, the internet infrastructures in those areas Maybe not as developed as those in like first and second tier cities in China. This is an important change for us. So the the complete of mobilization in China doesn't mean like the whole Chinese market has already been mobilized. It just means it's getting to a point where it's already been like the existing market has already been mobilized and it has been really hard for them to go further, they want to go to the next step, cost for them is going to be increasingly high.
2: That's a very interesting insight. I thought I should just help my audience to give an understanding of CNNIC, which is actually a government agency that publish their internet and mobile usage statistics and even user behavior semi-annually. I think it's every half a year, basically. One interesting point is that because of this complete mobilization scenario that's happening. Does that mean that you're beginning to see the niche services becoming more important? I mean, what I'm saying is that what we are going to see is some form of an emerging growth of the long tail niches within the Chinese internet services market.
1: That's an interesting question. So the answer is yes and no. For yes, we do see like for quite a lot of sectors, there are new niches emerging. But what we are also seeing here is it doesn't necessarily guarantee their success. We can like discuss more about this in uh, later here about the opportunities of Chinese markets because we also discuss in the chapter of future opportunities about the trading uptrend in China, which in Chinese people called 消费升级 means consumption upgrade. So this is one of the primary niches like niche audience group for Chinese market. Why do I say no? Because still going like the, the entire Chinese market is not that divided and it's still people need to focus more on big up group to develop their business. Otherwise, in a really fast changing Chinese environment, it's going to be pretty hard for company especially a startup which focus on a really small niche market to survive for a long time.
0: We will take an advertisement break for the moment. Innovation and value generation remained at the forefront of the fourth edition of the IOT Asia Conference, which returns on the 29th to 30th of March at the Singapore Expo Exhibition Halls. Join the three-track conference to learn about the latest developments and initiatives from top leaders and leading likes in the field. Use the code IOT7AASIA to get a 10% discount off the conference rates except Academy. Coming back.
2: And it comes to the next theme I wanted to talk to you about is the impact of the BAT or what we call the Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent access. So how does each of these three companies impact the local markets and international markets differently? I know in the report, you've made a lot of points about their impact across these different markets, including your own local domestic market.
1: Like... BAT, each of them have their different business focus, as you have mentioned. Baidu was the giant for internet search and also regarded as the equivalent of Google in the past. But in the mobile age, many people have already discussed how it didn't really catch up with the trend. But it's still as the biggest internet search company in China. It has a really great Revenue from advertising and also we are seeing Baidu is making a great efforts and betting big on artificial intelligence in many sectors within the artificial intelligence, such as like automatic drive. Baidu is one of the biggest leaders in the country and even in some area in the world. So we are seeing Baidu trying to make a difference in this sector and Maybe possibly in the future, they're going to be able to be a leader in the world as well. For Alibaba, everyone knows how its impact is in the e-commerce industry. For a lot of other business, for example, cloud business in China, Alibaba is also the leader. So we see Alibaba has making a lot of success in the enterprise-focused areas. Especially those related to e commerce, as business with the small and medium vendors is helping us shaping a great ecosystem around centering e commerce. That's how Alibaba is changing the whole thing here. Centering is mobile payments and also e-commerce business. And it's also trying to make a difference outside China as well. For example, it just set up a Australian division I think just last week. This is one of its efforts to go global with Is e-commerce business and catering both foreign vendors as well as Chinese consumers. So this is a really big thing for Alibaba in terms of its globalization. As e-commerce is the core of Alibaba's entire ecosystem, chatting app for Tencent is the core of its entire business in China. From the chatting app, WeChat, and the QQ, we see how it's getting a lot of traffic, which gives People, a lot of room for imagination about its possibility for revenue in the future for its combination of its mobile payment business and chatting app, WeChat, people see the potential of Tencent of making use of its chatting apps to extend to other business. This is making a lot of difference for Tencent here in the Chinese market. And for international markets, Tencent is investing into a lot of different sectors, including including a lot of game studios. For example the Supercell, the Riot, and it's making a difference by all this investment overseas, this is also a primary way of Tencent to expand its influence all outside China.
2: I thought there's an interesting conversation I had recently with Zenon Capron from China FinTech, and he says that if you want to build a FinTech company within China, you have the impact of the BAT is very important. So the question I wanted to follow up with is that how is the China startup ecosystem reacting to the influence of the BAT then?
1: That's also an interesting point to discuss, because in China, we always talk about the traffic entrance, which means how you get your first bunch of audiences. So far, very few companies manage to get their traffic outside of the BAT ecosystem, because we just mentioned Baidu controls the search, Alibaba has all the connections to e-commerce, and Tencent manages both gaming and also social applications. So it seems like it's pretty hard to get away from their influences to get your uh, original, like the organic growth from the market. So one thing a lot of Chinese startups are doing is to partnering up with BAT. For example, a long time ago, not really a long time, but it's already like a significant thing in the development of China's internet is the collaboration between Tencent and DD. We know, like from DD's early stage, one of the most important thing for it is to is was it accepted the investment from Tencent. The implant of DD into Tencent's WeChat has become a really important part for both. DD's development and also the WeChat payment function of Tencent. So this kind of like collaboration between BAT, these three giants, and also startups in China is forming a very unique ecosystem, like centering these three giants and grows together with them or other wise you have to compete with BAT and figure out a way to get your first bunch of users, your sitting users. And in, as we said, it's the whole Chinese internet is getting to a saturation point where uh, mobile, like the whole mobilization has been almost completed. It's going to be really hard to get organic growth if you are not competing within the ecosystem. So that's a really interesting thing to know about the current influence of BAT in China.
2: I wanted to just ask you one more question on the impact of BAT before we take a break in from part one and then get into part two. The thing about BAT is not just with the impact towards the startup ecosystem in China itself. It also has an impact to foreign companies entering China. I mean, I could give you the example of, say, if I'm a foreign company in a Fortune 500 company and I want to set up my web services in China, I will need AliCloud. And if I need to do brand and content marketing, I will think about Tencent. I will think about WeChat marketing or even Baidu search ads. For example, how do you see foreign companies entrance with regards to the impact from the BAT then?
1: Well, that's also an, a really nice question regarding how their influence can be expanded overseas. So as you said, BAT almost established the whole basic foundation of the Chinese mobile internet. They have already got everything so ready. and. If you were a foreign company that's trying to get into China, to find a local partner like this in different levels, either you really have a strategic partnership with them or just make use of their services can really benefit the very company that's trying to get into China. And also, as we said, like all users have already been on all these platforms. And these three companies are still doing a good job of catering to the needs and demands of these users. So if you are a foreign company and trying to compete against BAT, it may be really like just cracking onto a rock. It's going to really be a hard thing for you. So if... One suggestion and takeaway here is maybe try to find a way to integrate yourself into the ecosystem first before you really want to compete against their influence here in China because here in China, Beatty has the best talent, who knows the market best. So it's going to be really hard for foreign companies to really come racing against them because attraction for them to get local talent is going to be a big challenge for them as well. Well, I guess maybe to integrate into the system first will be a good suggestion for everyone who is considering to compete in the Chinese
2: market. That's a very good insight to end on the part one of this conversation. And of course, help my audience. How do my audience find you, Ria?
1: Well, if you would like to have a copy of our report, you can go on to our website. It's Chinatechinsights.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, the handler, CN Tech Insights. Also, we can follow us on our on WeChat official account. You can find us with the name China Tech Insights as well.
2: And you can find me at bleongcw at com. Subscribe to us at Analyze Asia, A-N-A-L-Y-S-E, Asia. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Acast, TuneIn, and of course, Google Play only in the U.S. market. And of course, give me a tweet, recommend me on Overcast or give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And of course, drop me feedback from time to time. Will, once again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.